So I was sitting on Tybee Island watching the tide roll in, which is different than watching the tide roll. But a bump. Can I get a? Never mind. At any rate, okay, so and like as the tide's coming in, okay, really shallow, so the tide comes in, but it comes in really slow, and you can like walk easily, right? And so there's this dude that's walking, you know, in the water, you know, and he's going back and forth, and it looks like maybe it was like the one time of the year that he got exercise. I don't know, you know, I don't know, what is it? You know, sometimes you have people who like get exercise year-round, but then some people who are like on vacation, they feel motivated to exercise on vacation. You're like... It, I don't know. I don't, unless you're starting something new, probably won't make a difference. At any rate, not that I'm against uh, uh, you know, getting some exercise. Okay, so the guy's walking back and forth, you know, and he's walking fast, you know, in the water, so you can't walk really fast, right? Okay, and then all of a sudden, this guy over here comes running, running towards this guy, you're like, shark, 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 you know? And, you know, everyone's like, you know, and, 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 the, and the guy stops in water. He looks at the guy, like, you know, and he looks around at the water. He's like, Thanks. It keeps on walking. It was just the best picture in the world. It was absolutely. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising this shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. It is our verse for the year. It's on the cling. You can put this anywhere. You can move it around. If you run out, we'll get you extra copies. Another verse that figures importantly today, and we're going to do things just a little bit different today, is Philippians 4, 6 through 7. You can find that on page 982 if you want to. You don't have to. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Do you ever wonder, how do I pray? We come to this thing called prayer. We start off the year in prayer. In fact, in the next half hour, we're going to invite you to come forward, partake in communion, remembering, doing in remembrance of Jesus, and then allowing us as a staff and leadership team of Timberwood Church to pray for you. And, and I hope you engage with that. I, I really do. It, it would be a tremendous honor to be able to pray for you and your family and your sphere of influence. But if you've ever been like me, you, you kind of scratch your head a little bit and say, okay, well, how do I pray? How do I even approach this thing? How do I approach God in all that that word means and describes? There was some evidence, or rather some research, that came out of the University of Minnesota, Go Gophers, um, in the 70s by a uh, psychologist by the name of Sherrod Miller. He came up with this communication tool, a problem-solving device called the awareness wheel. If you worked with me in premarital counseling, I use it. Um, if I, uh, I would recommend it to anyone. It's old, but it works, okay? And the awareness wheel separates, okay, a given problem into five quadrants, okay? Quadrant number one is data that exists about the problem. Objective data, okay? Quadrant number two is what I think about the problem, okay? And thinking is different than data. 
lot different than data. We live in a society where we hear a lot about what people think, not much really good data, okay? Just show me the research and I'll believe any of the talking heads. Okay, don't listen to the talking heads. Quadrant number one, data. Quadrant number two, what I think. Quadrant number three, what I feel, what I experience. And the research would suggest until you have data about a problem, have explored what you think about a problem, and explored what you feel about a problem, you can't get to quadrant number four, which is, what do I want? What do I want for me? What do I want for you? What do I want for us? And then quadrant five is an action plan. The Awareness Wheel, Sherrod Miller, 70s, University of Minnesota. Taking this same idea, especially that quadrant four, what do I want for me? What do I want for you? What do I want for us? And laying it onto this idea of prayer and adding an extra step because I want to start with God first. On a weekly basis, I get here on a Sunday morning before anyone else is in the building. And after the building systems get turned on, I sit in my office and I read something unrelated to what I'm going to talk about on a Sunday morning. And I work at Scripture, and I write, and I pray. And my prayers invariably start with, what do you want, God? They focus first on God. That I think, if we are to be individuals who are to develop a consistent habit of prayer, I'm not speaking about, hey, you're in the midst of some heated battle, and you're like, God, I really need help right now. Nah, keep on praying those prayers but a consistent habit of prayer where you'd begin your day in prayer or end your day in prayer or experience a time of prayer in the middle of the day. To start with God, how do we seek for God at its most broad level, at its most open to what God wants to do in our lives level, not coming with an agenda of what we want from God, but asking God, what do you want Write this verse down, Psalm 46.10. Some of you know it. Be still and know. Frequently I will sit in silence. God, impress upon my mind what you want. Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2, and we can post these verses later if you don't have time to write them down. One of my mom's favorite verses. I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? Doesn't come from the government. Doesn't come from my economic resources doesn't come from my intellect, doesn't come from my job, doesn't come from whatever I want to describe as my family. Where does my strength come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And I would submit to you, if you've never developed a prayer habit, or if you have a developed prayer habit, that if we start from this perspective, God, what do you want? to simply listen to the God of the universe and what he wants to impart into our lives. And sometimes the ideas come, and sometimes it's silence. And if it's silence, don't be afraid of that. But start with God. From there, what do I want for me? What do I want for you? What do I want for us? God, what do you want from me? 
And again, there are scripture verses here that figure positively and powerfully into our prayer life. Matthew 6.33 in the ESV translates something along the lines of, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. Eugene Peterson in the message translation, which is a great devotional tool. Okay, It's a personal translation, not a paraphrase, a personal translation of the Bible done by Eugene Peterson. Don't agree with everything that he's translated, but he does a really great job. It's an excellent devotional tool, okay? He says it like this. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. That God will give you whatever you need to deal with the hard stuff when it comes up. It's it's the delightful personal translation of seek first the kingdom of God. Likewise, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who labor, and I will give you rest. Okay, Peterson translates the same verse: tired, worn out, burned out. Walk with me. Learn to live lightly and freely. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. In these passages and others like them. We understand primarily what God wants for us is to seek him, to experience life partnering with God. What do I want for me? What do I want for you? God, what do you want for the people around me? How do I pray for others? Again, Jesus' words, Matthew 7, 7, says, We ask, we seek, we find. We ask, we seek, we find. Father, I want my friends to know you. And obviously, this can get to specific needs, right? As we pray for ourselves, as we pray for others, if there are specific needs, yes, we should pray for them. If we're praying prayers of healing, yes, we should pray for them. If we're praying for wisdom in a difficult decision that needs to be made, yes, we should pray for them. Ask, seek, find. For us, what does God want for me, for you, for us? God, what do you want for your people? How I pray for the church, how I pray for redemption. In all of these, as I pray for myself, as I pray for you, as I pray for us, there's some times where I'm absolutely stymied, right? Because I don't know what to pray for. And again, Scripture is instructive, Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 27, Paul describes, even though, in Paul's words, we're ignorant, fair enough, that if we come to God with a heart attitude, that the Spirit intercedes for us, that even if we don't know what to pray, we can come to a holy God and confess that reality and say, I don't know what to do in this situation. And that we can reach out, that we literally our groaning and our expression, that the Spirit can intercede for us at the throne of the Father, making plain what we do not fully understand. And if you've ever been in a difficult situation where you're like, I don't know what to pray for here. We can exclaim, not through words, but through a heart attitude. And the Spirit, working as a master translator, makes the request that should be made known to God, known to God.
What do I want for me, for you, for us? The final thing that I think about, and not the only thing, but the final thing today, is Paul's just absolutely signature prayer for the church that we find in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. Listen. For this reason, I bow on my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we seek or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Truth be told, the guy on the beach really didn't need help. The guy who came running out and said, shark, 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 he really hadn't seen a shark. He just saw a dolphin fin, two different things. And to be sure, some people don't need help, right? To be sure, some people don't want help. And I get that. But what we do here today is an offer for help. And we want to offer a prayer on your behalf. And, and I hope that you allow us that honor. In just a second, the band's going to come back up. As they start to play, there will be ushers that will release by row, all right? And you can walk forward to a communion station. And like we're familiar with, you pick up a couplet, two cups, juice on the top, bread in the bottom, take the bread, take the juice. And then if you wish, the little prayer card that you were given on your way in, while you're waiting, you can fill this out, and then you would walk to one of six prayer stations. We will be dressed appropriately um, to, to respect you and to respect health concerns, so please take that into account. Um, and let us pray for you. There is gluten-free, stage right, left-hand side of the room, Yeah. Let us begin the new year together by praying for one another. Please join me in prayer. Father, we come to you grateful to be in this space. Father, we begin our prayer service really with a focus on you with a focused reality of the bud and the body of Jesus Christ. And we know you created a way for us, O oh great God, through your Son, Jesus Christ, to live in an abundant and life-giving way. And so we begin our prayer service remembering that your Son's body was given for us and that we are to do this in remembrance of him. <clears throat>